The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers, I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe, the Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing, learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com, call 562-314-4603 for complete details. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Big Six Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It's Thursday, May the 21st. Make sure and download, subscribe, rate, and review. Leave us a five-star review if you've got a question, concerns, complaints, whatever it is. Uh, and if you want more of me in your life, I got some great news for you. I'm going to be appearing on the First Cut Golf Podcast this week to preview the match. Champions for Charity. I normally love to talk golf, but when Tom Brady, anyway, right? I love talking golf. I've been on that podcast before. Uh, but when Tom Brady and Peyton Manning get through the mix, you know uh, that I'm going to chat about it, especially with Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson. I'm all in for it. We'll be chatting prop bets, goat talk, and more. So download, subscribe to the First Cut Golf Podcast everywhere you find. Pick six. Speaking of golf, the only man to ever make me throw a temper tantrum on the golf course and threaten to leave him at the golf course, Pete Prisco. That's me. <laughs> you were crybaby that day. Oh my God. I was going to, I was so mad. I was going to, we were playing on the same team. <laughs> <laughs> hey, by the way, uh, Have I, do the, you governor, know story? the governor of Pennsylvania needs to shut up. What did he, what did he say? He's mad Ben Roethlisberger went and got a haircut. What? Yeah. I thought Ben got it on like a plane or something. No. Oh, He's mad. On. Oh yeah. That's ridiculous. Um, we don't, you can, any more political thoughts? On no, I'm just, that's just, that's not political. That's just, that's just asinine is what that is. I agree with you. Um, yeah, Pete, uh, Pete and I were on the same team and, uh, at the turn, I was playing well. Pete was not. I was like, man, you're going to shoot your age, buddy. You go, oh, that's it. It's over. We're not on the same team anymore. Made me, made and you me went completely into the jar, into the jar. You're trash talking me. Par three. I can't get the ball. I ended up having you maybe you like I was like, I'll just take a six. You're like, no. You no. put the ball like, in the hole. It wasn't even close to the six. It would have been like an fourteen. I had to take an eleven on a par three. Yeah. It was bad. You couldn't chip. Unbelievable. You beat me too. It was, oh, so bad. Yeah, then and then you were gonna leave me at the golf course. Yes. Yeah, I'm out of here. Somebody else take him home. You know, we play we have a game we play sometimes with guys we work with and I get so under their skin. Who who's the easiest to taunt? Well, they get it to me too. They do it to me. We, Who you Brady, with? we get in Brady Quinn's head easy. He won't admit that, but you can. Is uh, we Brady, were playing. Was, was Brady a good golfer? Oh, he's a great golfer. He smacks the daylights out of it. It's, we were playing. I, I played. We were playing one day. You'll love this. We we're playing one day nine holes 
and he wanted to play in the back. And I'm like, but at his place, it wasn't that far. So I said, all right, we'll play in the back. I should play the tip. Yeah. So he's ripping, uh, hybrids and like three irons and whatever, you know, 250 yards. I go, Hey, Brady, run around your driver, buddy. It's like a guy who runs around his backhand in tennis. Ooh. He pulled out his driver and yanked it in. <laughs> and I ended up beating him and he's a 10 times better golfer than I am. Beat him straight up. But, yeah, but he's a 10 ah. times better golfer than I am, but I won that day. And then he had foot surgery, I think it was a week later, and he hadn't been able to play since. So I've been the champ all year. Ouch. That's like, oh, yeah. uh, it's like Roy Williams, uh, for UNC, you know, like the final game of like the season, like, you know, you lose to Syracuse by 30 points and then like the, the Corona pops in and, you know, just, well, you're, like, you're, well, it's just lingering. Yeah. It's like, uh, what's, you know what it is? It's like Buster Douglas got Mike Tyson. He'd never get him again, but he got him that day. Yeah, exactly. You, yeah, you probably, I played, it's unbelievable how some of these like professional athletes, like if you play, you play golf with them. And I mean, they like, so I played with, uh, Ben McCauley, who used to play at NC State, played basketball at NC State and, um, played with him like a week ago. I mean, he's hitting at 330, like just it's crazy bombing. Like I, I'm like, I like piped a driver and then he hits a three iron. It's like the same, it's like the same distance. It's we like, have good, I mean, like Danny Cannell works with us as a really good golfer. Yeah. I haven't played with him, but well, uh, Danny, you know, Danny was a, um, a baseball star too. Yeah. Well, he grew up playing golf. If you grow up, if you grow up playing golf, you're usually a pretty good golfer. Yes. Or you can hear like some of the stories I hear. Do you remember, um, Basketball player Eddie Jones played in the NBA. Yeah, of course. Well, from, he's from uh, down here. The and I hear he plays every day. That sounds awesome. And he's become almost scratch. Really? That's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, have you ever played with a, have you ever played in like a program or anything like that? I've played in some program stuff. Yeah. Not well. I played, uh, so we did this, we did the media tournament at the Wyndham Championship a few years ago. And one of our guys like had to bail for some sort of personal reason. And, uh, William McGill, who is the, um, had been brought, he's a local kid. So he'd been brought up to like do the media, like talk about the course and all that. And he played with us for a few holes. It's insane. I mean, it's like he, like he could like, and he's not even like a great pro by any stretch of the imagination, but he would just be like, all right, I'm going to hit, you know, this, this three wood, you know, 290 yards to like that spot exactly. We just uncork it. It's like, I couldn't, I just don't have. I, I, you know, it's amazing you say that because I was once playing in Jacksonville. We got paired up with this guy. He couldn't have been five foot nine, 150 pounds. And he was on the, one of those corn ferry tours or whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. one of those. And he was hitting at 330 yards right down the middle. It's I'm insane. Like, where, where does that come from? Yeah. Some guys just have it. And I wish I did. Um, all right, let's uh let's talk some more about your top 100. On yesterday's show, we broke down the top 25. We also had, of course, a uh, snubs episode with Brian McFadden the previous day, and uh, the um the uh, the blog boys, the uh, the the super friends, are going to come on tomorrow's show and pick your list apart. Who? Uh, I don't care what they say. Yeah, who's going to have the who who would be most annoying to get criticism from me? Wilson, Sean, or Breach? A, B, C, N, D. <laughs> e, all of the above. Um, okay, so Jalen Ramsey actually moved up last year. Uh, did he deserve climbing up to 26, and do you think he will find his way back into the top 25 next year? I think he's going to find his way back into the 25. I, I think when healthy, when focused, he's one of the best defensive players in the league. Now, 
It always isn't always that way now. And he's got issues that he lets bubble to the surface. Uh, but when healthy and uh, when focused, he's one of the top 25 defensive players. Do, I, I mean this in all sincerity. Do you know anything about Brandon Staley? He's a good coach. He is? Really so, good coach. Okay. Well, I mean, really. I, I, I'm like, I don't, I don't know anything about it. So I'm curious. Really good coach. A lot of guys talk around the league about him. Really? I actually had, I actually talked to Sean McVay about him and he's so psyched to have him. Really? Cause I mean, like, I think the prevailing thought is you lose Wade Phillips. But you're you bringing to- in, and, and now there is some criticism. People say Sean brought his buddies in. Sure. Because he knows all these guys since they were, came in together. They're all about the same age, but. Something about being comfortable, and and this guy's. I'm telling you, this guy's a good coach. Okay, he's never been a, a coordinator, obviously. No. Outside linebackers coach for Vic Fangio the last few years. Right. Uh, Kevin O'Connell is his OC. Who's I, a really it, good coach, by the way. Do and, think, and I don't know Kevin, but I know a lot of people that know Kevin that I respect and I talk to about him. They say he's going to be really good for that. Office. So are you kind of high on the Rams then? No. I think their team is is uh, has all kinds of issues talent wise. Mm. Go on. Okay, I, I like the quarterback more than most people. Sure. Who's going to run the ball? Uh, I like Daryl Henderson, but I don't know he's a workhorse in the NFL. Right. So Cam in Aker. their offense, they need that kind of guy. Yeah. The offensive line still questionable. The offensive line. Hey, do you remember a few years ago when Jared Veld here came back? Yeah. Was like he was like sort of forcing it to come back. Yeah. And it, the Cardinals weren't very good. Right. You think there's a chance that Whitworth's doing no, that? No, he can still play. I, I know, he I, I know play. he can still play. I'm just wondering, like, cause he thought about retiring. I, I didn't know if you thought there might be like. No, no, Whitworth is the least of their problems. And, um, again, you know, receiver wise, they got to hope Reynolds can step up because they play a lot of three receiver sets or Van Jefferson got, or Van Jefferson. Um, if his foot's okay. Yeah. And then, and then defensively, where do they rush the passer from beside Donald? They don't have it. I mean, it's Samson Abukum. I'll give you a guy they really like, though, and I was told this. Polite. Chuck, uh, the the kid out of Florida? Yeah, and I guess he had – Jags drafted him or the Jets? Jets. No, the Jets drafted him. Yeah, Jets. Last – was it two years ago? Yeah, cut him. We had a, he had a um, sleeping, sleeping issue. Yeah. So he was tired all the time. I guess he was – yeah, there's a story there. I don't know, something along the lines he had a sleep issue, and they fixed it. They found out – it was something to do with screens. He was on the screens too much or something. I don't know. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Yeah. So they think he could be a pass rusher. Interesting. So he, he's like using his phone too much and it's causing him he was like. up all night. Oh, he wasn't sleeping. Yeah. I tell, I tell my wife this all the time. She's like, uh, it's like, she's like blaring a podcast or like, you know, like watching like, like law and order SVU to go to sleep. I'm like, that's not going to work. Like, no. You're not going to go to sleep if you're watching a, like a murder show. Well, one of the worst things you can do is have your screens on before you go to sleep. Cause even when you do fall asleep, you're not really sleeping. Exactly. So, so yeah. Well, he was, he wasn't trying to sleep. He was staying up all night. Pick up a book, Jakai. Yeah. So now I guess they figured that out and they think he might end up being a pretty good pass rusher for him. All right. We mentioned uh, DeAndre Hopkins on yesterday's show, but uh, worth noting that he is 31 below Chris Goblin and you, how, I mean, like, do, do you think, I don't, I think my only concern is that like, it seems too obvious that he's going to have a great year in Arizona. But great year in terms of what was yards per catch get back to what it was? Uh, maybe. I don't know. And that, and that's the right. Same. Has he slowed down? 
I don't, I don't. Isn't think. isn't fifteen to thirteen? Isn't that what it was? It went. I think it went from fifteen to thirteen. If I'm not mistaken, it was over it, two yards per catch. I might have gone down from thirteen to eleven, but I will tell no, you. No, look and see. Thirteen point seven to eleven point two. Yeah, that's over. Two, that's almost three yards a catch. What? That's significant. That's a lot. So that's where my concern is with him. I do think he'll catch a lot of passes again. They get the ball out, and and I don't know if the number is going to go up that high though. Well, I mean, he had a lot of catches last year. Yeah, he had 105 catches. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what about Watt? JJ Watt's at 32. That one, I had the hardest time with JJ Watt because part of me is like, okay, the injuries have taken over his body, and will he ever be the same? And then the other part of me knows him and knows what a madman he is. That if he does get it right, he's going to go back to being that same dominant player again. So well, I mean, he, I had he, a hard I don't time know. I don't know that he ever gets back to 2015. Like I think that might have sailed. What was that? How many sacks was that year? 2015 at 17 and a half. I guess he had yeah. 16 in 2018. Yeah, he I, can get. He can get to 15. He's not going to get to 19 20, or 20. Yeah, I mean, but, I just. But he like, can wreck a game still. Yeah, if he's healthy, the Texans can be good. If he's not healthy, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he, that's the concern. So I had a tough. He of all the guys in the list, he was one of the guys I had a really tough time with. He he's the guy that you don't want to rank like fiftieth, and then he has a huge year, and like you end up seeing like him tweet out like screenshots of you ranking him fiftieth, and be like at P, and like just adding you and like ruining your life. Yeah, that wouldn't ruin my life. I like JJ. I think I've done nothing but respect for the guy. I've had many a talk with him. I like him as a guy, and I think at the time for a brief period of time. Not even brief here time for a little span there. He was the most dominant defensive player in the league. Absolutely. He, I don't That's know if he can get back to that. I don't know if he can get back to that. So like philosophically, would you take a guy who's older? I mean, you want to do you err? So you err on the side. I think, I think you tend to err on the side of like not like I think you tend to err on the side of caution. Like even with Tom Brady, like you're not going to like, nah, now is the year they're done. You yeah. Would, I mean? would you, like would most people put Tom Brady in the top 10? No. 15. Uh, maybe I don't know. I I wouldn't I wouldn't put him in the top fifteen. No, you know this is based and again this top this top one hundred is it's not like who would you draft like you know, right because you, would right. Cause you wouldn't quarterback. right it'd be, it'd be it's not good. most valuable player because you wouldn't take any running backs right he, yeah J J Waters is an older player Calais Campbell's an older player who's on yeah. that list and and again he played too many snaps last year in Jacksonville for his age he was still a dominant player his sack numbers went down though big time. And so there's got to be a little bit of a concern with him as well, but he's still a dominant player. So can you figure out how many snaps you can limit him to, to where he's back to being that double digit sack guy? All right. The safeties are kind of interesting. Tyron Matthew, the honey badger, your boy at 34. Uh, by the way, Calais Campbell is at 39 for uh, Pete was referencing. Um, so you have Jamal Adams on the safety list. You got uh, Derwin James, Harrison Smith, no Minka Fitzpatrick. No, and let me go through those guys. Honey Badger in the second half of the 2019 season on into the playoffs was a defensive player of the year candidate. And he knows yeah. that. It took him a while to get going because they were adjusting to that defense. And I remember having this exact conversation with him, and he said, you're right. I It took him a while to get going. But the second half of the season, he was defensive player of the year and on into the playoffs. So that's why he's ranked where he is. Jamal Adams didn't play as well last year as he did the year before, but still an elite safety. Uh, Harrison Smith's play has dropped down a little bit. I love Harrison Smith, one of my favorite guys in the league, but his play dropped down last year as the entire defense did. 
He's still good, and he should have been on the All-Decade team, by the way. Mm. Uh, um, God, but- how is it? How how is Harrison Smith? And all, I feel like we're getting, I guess I am getting old. I mean, yeah. we're talking about that 2011 draft on the last show, like JJ Watt, also the 2011 draft. Like, I don't know if Cam Newton will get in the Hall of Fame or not, but I think AJ Green, Julio Jones, Cam, I think Cameron Jordan will sneak in, JJ Watt, Tyron Smith. Um, I mean, it's an insane list of like Hall of Fame. Yeah. Good draft. Uh, by yeah, the way, Harrison uh, Smith, all decade team, should have been. Harrison Smith, 37, Jamal Adams, 42. You think the Jets will pay Jamal Adams? Yes. Oh, they like him. Okay. Why are they, why are they, why are they doing this to him? Yeah. You just got to make guys sweat once in a while. By the way, they did, (laughs) they did draft the safety. So they protected themselves. Then you got, so then just pay other safety. You know what I say, Pete? Just the guys who work hard, the guys on your, the guys on your team, your employees who work hard and key components to your team, you should pay them. Give them the money they deserve. I agree. I'm a big believer in that. And in Uh, football too. I agree. Keep going down. I agree 100%. Keep going down that safety list. Uh, Derwin James, 49. And his, and when he came back last year, he did, wasn't as good, but then he got right back into it and was as good. I, I would, I, be, he's one of the guys that looked at this list. Like I think he'll be top 15. He'll be higher next year. He'll be Much like higher. 15 or 20 if he, if he plays all 16 games. And, uh, who else was there? Jimmy Ward's on the list. Jimmy Ward is on the list. And you think he played better than Minka Fitzpatrick? Justin I think I, Justin Simmons played as well as anybody last year on the back end. He was yeah. phenomenal. Now, Jimmy Ward, the question Jimmy with Ward, Justin Simmons, can he do it again? I, I would bet that he can because A, he's playing for a big payday and B, the safety position is so valuable in that Fangio defense. It feels like that it just makes like those guys can just be difference makers. And it's nice to play that deep middle safety when you have those pass rushers and Chubb and Miller. Yeah, that's right. I'm, um, I'm a big, I'm a big Justin Simmons guy. And, Simmons, and then, Simmons, Simmons 78. Um, and then Jimmy Ward was in the what 90s? 93 and Kevin Byard 94. Who didn't play as well as he did the year before, but played close to it. Yeah. So that's a good position in the NFL now. It used to be a bad position. It's kind of flipped back over again where it's a really good position. Yeah. That's why Mika Fitzpatrick could have been on the list. I, I had a hard time with him. Um, again, he's one of those rising players who will be on the list next year. It's also like a thing too. I mean, I'm assuming. Like you get down to the bottom of this list, you got a little bit of like list fatigue. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Like, because it took me so long to do it, and I talk to guys and stuff. I have, I have guys that are in the 90s that I move out, and move guys back up again. So that that's where, and then I drop guys down, and I got to move everybody back up. And so yeah, you get it's you, I play with it for a long time. But you know what I mean? Or like, it's maybe a better example is like the NFL draft, right? So you have like the top 15 picks that you know are going to be like, like it's, it's not easy to sort them, but you know, like who's in that pool. And then it's harder to figure out like who are the rest of the first rounders going to be. Like there's a big, there's a bigger pool of guys you could slide in. See, what I think it is, it's more like a roster. If you took 46 to 53 on every team and flip them all around, they'd all be the same guy. Right. If you took 46 to 53 and it replaced them with four, some of those XFL players, you wouldn't notice much difference. That's what you get at the bottom. The just missed guys could easily be in the 90s, whereas the guys that are in the 90s could drop down into the, into the just missed guys. Saquon Barkley at 35. Uh, you know, look, wasn't healthy, sprained his ankle. Yards per attempt is down. Big 5.5 and the line didn't help him still an explosive playmaker when healthy and can catch the ball out of the backfield. So that's why he's where he is. What do you think the giants offense looks like this year? 
is Nate Solder still starting at left tackle? That's a problem. And he will be. Yeah, he is. Yeah, it's a problem. He stinks. He was bad last year. He was bad last year. Dave, Dave Gettleman hasn't done a very good job. There he goes. <laughs> he hasn't. You you got something out for Dave Gettleman. I don't get what it is. I I widely Look, he, Daniel Jones is going to be a good Daniel Jones threw more what he throw touchdown passes compared to the legends in the game that you love like Deshaun Watson. I think he threw one, two fewer. Is that right? Uh yeah, I think the the complaint about Daniel Jones would be the he, he got hit. He turns the ball over because he gets hit. He did fumble a league leading 18 times. What did he got you put anybody back there you're going to get abused. How many he has to be take better care of the football. How many touchdown passes did he throw? Twenty four passing touchdowns. How many? And Deshaun Watson he, threw twenty six. If he played a whole, if he played a whole season, he probably would have broken the record. If Deshaun Watson threw, he hasn't thrown more than twenty six in his entire career. It says Bill O'Brien runs him in the red zone. Am I wrong about that? You, the perception of Deshaun Watson is a thirty touch thirty touchdown guy, right? And you are not, more than twenty six. You are not wrong about that. Um, but yeah, Daniel Jones is going to be a good player, but go ahead. Keep bashing on Gettleman because you can make a complaint about DeAndre Baker, even though he started playing really well at the end of last year, there were always character concerns about the kid. Mm -hmm. Uh, you can make a complaint about drafting a running back in the top five, which you should never do. You should never do. The Leonard Uh, Williams thing is a debacle. That was weird. You just don't trade him. I mean, just like sign him in free agency. You don't need to rent him for a half a year and then tag him. Especially with that team. Yeah. Unless you wanted to control your ability to keep them. Because you're in free agency, you don't know if you're going to get them. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I, I, I guess. Um, the, I like Dexter Lawrence as a player, but you know, he's a, and Tomlinson's a good player. Yeah. They're, they're decent up front. They don't, the problem is they don't have anybody who can really rush the passer. That's a problem. Bradbury needs to have a really good year. And they overpaid yeah. him. They overpaid Bradbury. Well, that's the thing is like Bradbury's the guy that he drafted to replace Josh Norman after he rescinded the franchise tag and say you don't pay guys in the back end. And then he went out and paid him in free agency. Like it doesn't That matter. one was, that one was over. That was an overpay. Yeah. But you know, look, the, the back end, they have guys back there that are capable. I, uh, I look, they, if Baker stays out of, you know, gets out of this jail. mess. Well, yeah, if he stays out of the mess, then they'll be okay. Um, over under, over under five and a half wins for the Giants. I think they're going to win like six. Okay. Uh, all right. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, Dak Prescott or Deshaun Watson, Dalvin Cook or Derrick Henry, AJ Green or Amari Cooper. Pete will tell you the perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Okay, Dak Prescott, 46, Deshaun Watson, 62. Um, we already talked a little bit about Deshaun Watson and Dak, but – uh, I am curious, what is Dak's ceiling with Mike McCarthy's offense? Because it's a hard offense to learn. It is a hard offense to learn. 
and he's not going to be around them that much. Yep. So that's a tough situation. Then you have the contract situation hanging over your head. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Is it going to make him be more motivated or is it going to be something that impacts him and is on his mind a lot? So I think there's a lot of play, things at play. If they can get some kind of deal worked out with him and, and he can spend time with Mike McCarthy, it's a great situation for him. You yeah. get CD Lamb added to that, you know, group. His offense could be incredible if they. The center if, position, they got to get good play out of the center, you know, whatever they play there. And, and then. Who do you, you think know, is Looney or McGovern? It's going to be a competition. I think Looney will win it. Okay. And then you got to get good play out of there. You got to get Tyron Smith playing back to what he was. Yep. But yeah, the, the potential for the offense is very good. The potential for Dak to be higher on this list is is really good. Uh, Dalvin Cook at 44 ahead of Dak Prescott, actually, and Derrick Henry at number 69. If you were nice, if you were starting a team, I take Dalvin Cook. Even the health concerns. That's the only problem. He hasn't played 16 games and that that's got to be the one thing that he has to get past. But I want my back more like Dalvin Cook than more like Derrick Henry. I think Dalvin Cook is an explosive player. Derrick Henry's been good. Don't get me wrong. He's been much better than I thought he was going to be. Uh, But again, the wear and tear on a big back, some of that starts, you know, over those carries, that's going to start to bother him a little bit. The two guys uh, you, we texted about this. You think people complain he's too, too, too high? Joe Mixon at 73? I think, I don't know that he's high enough. And Nick Chubb at 71. I, I, Chubb is underrated, man. Chubb was fantastic last year. He was awesome. But Joe Mixon in the second half of the season when they started feeding him the football was fantastic. He had four of his eight 100-yard games uh, in the second half. And I think one of those was 146 and one was like one. The numbers were pretty, those were high 100 games. It wasn't like it was 101, I don't think. I think one of them was pretty, pretty significant. Does it bother you that you have all these, uh, he had 162 in, uh, 126. He had 146, 136, and 162 in, in, yeah. That's that's impressive. And I, and I did talk to Zach Taylor about it uh, at the combine. And he said, look, we figured out what we could and couldn't do. And then he started getting the football. And now the offensive line will be better. And I think that I, I said it all along. I'm not backing off of my prediction. I think the Bengals are going to be sneaky good next year. And then the next year, they're going to be a playoff team. I think they could flirt with the playoffs this year. I love that team. Uh, I, I, I mean, Burrow is a stud. He's a stud. AJ Green will be there. Boyd's a good two. If they get whatever they get from Ross, he can fly. I think the offensive line will be much better. People think the line stinks. Look, I'm not a Bobby Hart guy, but I give it to him. Somehow they covered up for his ineptness last year. I think Hopkins' center is a good player. They love uh, the young guard, uh, Michael Jordan. They think he's going to be a good player. And, and Jonah Williams will start at left tackle. I, I think that – If Jonah Williams comes back and plays 16 games, that offensive line is substantially better. Much better. And defensively, they're four. They're down four. With Geno Atkins and DJ Reader and Sam Hubbard, who's a significantly better player than people know he is, and Carlos Dunlap, who's been phenomenal the last couple of years. Nobody's paying attention. Then all of a sudden you look at that line, they can rush the passer. Dunlap, 72 on this list, by the way. Dunlap plays, he's played well, man. The he's Bengals, the Bengals, nine the, sacks. the Bengals could sneak up. Like nobody's going to be looking for the Bengals to be any good either. I think the Bengals will be better than the Browns. Oh, that's a good take. I like that. Um, so you're the Bengals, AJ Green, 63 versus Amari Cooper at 81. I mean, I understand what you're doing with Green. I, I just think Green. He misses the season. I think you got to put him on like 99 or 100 or something. No, he's going to come back and catch. If you love Joe Burrow the way you love him, what's he going to catch? 
You think 75 for 1300? You think so? Yeah, if you think if Joe Burrow's what you think he is and what I think he's going to be, he's going to catch 75 for 1300. You can get AJ Green in like the fourth round of fantasy. I would take him. Um, you can get like Odell Beckham in the third round and AJ Green in the fourth round. I would take I would take uh Green over Beckham. For for 2020? Yep. You think he's going to have a huge year? I do. Interesting. I think he's taken time off last year on his own, by the way. Uh, I think that was good for him. Uh, who'd you say I had him over? Uh, Amari Cooper. Yeah, Amari Cooper. Look at the disappearing act. He had, what he had, 27 catches on the road last year. No. 27. It's very bizarre. Like he, he disappears. Would, he would have these monster games in Cowboy Stadium and then just like, disappear on the road. It's very weird. Juju Smith, Juju Smith Schuster at 84. That was a tough one, another tough one for me. But again, we talked about it. it no Ben, bad quarterbacks. Yep. He was hurt. Uh, you have Odell Beckham at 64, by the way, right behind AJ Green. I mean, two just studs who, one of those dudes is bouncing back. I, I feel like you can almost guarantee Odell Beckham didn't have a bad year either. People think he did. No, the, the offense was terrible. Right. But he's, look at his numbers. His numbers weren't awful. Yeah, they had a thousand yards. Uh, you also had at wide receiver Stefan Diggs at 91. Do, do you think the Bills will open it up? They need to. And how good do you feel about your prediction on this podcast that the Bills would win the AFC East in 2020, which you predicted before the 2019 season? And I predicted that even if Tom Brady came back. And you know what? I think they would have won the division if Tom Brady came back. I think they're the best team in the division. Okay. I'm a big Sean McDermott guy. I'm a big Josh Allen guy. I think they're all going to grow together and they're going to be a they're going to be, they can have a chance to be a deep playoff team this year. Are you going to pick the Bills to win the Super Bowl? No. You should. I don't know who I'm going to pick to win the Super Bowl. Pick the Bills. Why not? Chiefs. How can you go against Mahomes? Come on. Yeah, that's fair. Oh yeah. The Chiefs are your new Patriots. Uh, Cooper Cup at 97. And then the guy that uh, has ignited a thousand text messages at 98, DJ Chark. Do, 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 he do, caught do, 73 do. passes from stiff Nick Foles and a rookie quarterback. Think about that. Yeah. I mean, it's talk about an all time or not like a guy who should, lives on the underrated team, DJ Chark. And he also is entering his third season. Usually receivers are that much better from year two to year three. So, uh, that ignited Jamie Eisenberg, who was entitled to his wrong opinion as always. So you would take DJ Chark over Kenny Galladay. It, that one was close for me. That was, that was another one where I Galladay was in and then went back out. And I, I think. Thought- yeah, Sutton, Galladay, and Chark all kind of in that grouping together. And what about you your look, man, Allen Robinson? He was in that group too. He talk, talk about a guy who's called passes from stiffs. Oh, yeah. But look hat. at that group. Look at that group, that four group. They're all about the same, wouldn't you say? So it was tough for me. I just kind of projected a little bit with the younger guy. It feels like Allen Robinson should be 31 years old. He's going to be – he's just turned uh, – he he's, he'll turn 27 in August. Yeah. Um, how by old, the way, by the how way, was DJ Chark? He's 23, 24. I mean, think about the guys that, uh, so like if you're looking at Allen Robinson, catch passes from Christian Hackenberg and that trash Penn State offense, trash Penn State quarterback, trash Penn State school. Uh, then he caught passes. Now he's going to catch passes from Nick Foles, bum. That's passes from Blake Bortles, Bortles and, uh, Mitch Trubisky. I'm mostly, I'm mostly trolling Debo with that Penn State stuff. Yeah, you, you, you really, you really feel for, uh, for Alan Robinson <laughs> with right. that. But I mean, look, Chark caught passes from Foles and Minshew last year. Yeah, that's, that's not, it's not great. Um, 
Man, I mean, Robinson quietly had just 98 catches for almost 1,200 yards, seven touchdowns. He's just, I mean, just grinding through a great season. By the way, uh, one of the guys I heard BMAC mention was Trent Williams on your, on the podcast on Monday. Yeah. He was actually in there and I moved him down. I moved, again, we don't know if age going to be a factor. Is he the same guy? It was tough for me. I feel and, like a year off and knowing that system, he's going to come in and lighten it up. I, I think it'd be good too. I think 140 to one to win comeback player of the year. What do you think? 140 to one? Yeah. They will never give it to an offensive line. Why not? They just won't. You, they could. You, you just threw that money away. They just as I'm going to be writing articles all year long because Ben Roethlisberger is going to win comeback player of the year. He might stink. That's come on. You, you know, know who else is listed as the comeback? Uh, Miles Garrett is thirty to one. He's coming coming back from the, the helmet suspension. Get out of here. He was another one I had a tough time slotting him in. Would you would you have Garrett in the fifties and forties forties fifties somewhere in there? Forty seven for Miles. Yeah. Garrett. Yeah, that was a tough one for me. He's a guy that I think is sneaky for defensive player of the year. He can move up the list next year. I mean, he had 10 sacks in 10 games. Yeah, if he just stays on the field, he would have been, ended up having to go. Some guys, some, some personnel guys I talked to said that he, you could make a case for him being in the top 10. Wow. I didn't buy that. If you, I mean, he's got to play all 16 games. Yeah, I didn't buy that one at all. What's he to win defensive player of the year at William Hill? Hold on, let me look at that. Yeah, um, he's probably, he's probably, you could probably get a good bet down on that. What about uh Tredavious White? I thought he was a little low at 52. No, I didn't. I didn't think he played as well. Really? He, the best year was his rookie year. Well, he, I mean, he still, I think he still comes back and has a great season this year. Or do you think yeah, he's better. peaked? Do you think he's no, peaked I don't now? think he's peaked. I think as the defense gets better, he'll get better. He gets, and he'll have a better corner next to Gil, I mean, uh, Norman will play at the opposite him probably rather than Levi Wallace, and that'll help him. Um, uh, I'm trying to find it now. If I can bring up Defensive Player of the Year awards on William Hill. Ah, freaking right, Debo. Debo, let me know. What, what do you do with Jack Barrett? That was a tough one for me. Hmm. He had more sacks last year than he did his previous five seasons combined. I mean, Miles Garrett, twenty-five to one to win Defensive Player of the Year. Right, it's pretty good odds. Yeah, uh, right. Donald six to one. Watt nine to one, Bosa, Nick Bosa nine to one, Joey Bosa fourteen to one, Miles Garrett uh, twenty five to one for comeback player of the year too. Uh, okay, so yeah, for who's who, who, oh, Jack Barrett? Yeah, I mean the problem is like he did it on that one year deal, and now he's on the tag, so maybe he does it again. But I, I, I think, but he had more sacks in one year than he did his previous five. Wait, wait, let's see, would you have him at eighty two? I think seventy five is his ceiling. Yeah, you I just, don't, you just but you have to put him in there, though. Of course, yeah. He, had yeah. Yeah. he came out of the gates. He was, like, challenging for the sack record early on. Mark Andrews, I thought, I was surprised. He was. I, he went a little bit higher. Yeah, I had a tough one with that one, too, the tight end position. Where do you put him? Do you put ahead of Waller? Mm, I would, but I could see the case not to. Well, I mean, you could say, what if Waller played with in that offense? He'd be the middle of the field threat. Like, you know what I mean? I just, yeah, I mean, Waller was at 79, Andrews at 100, but if you can't, but if, if you don't have Derek Carr to check it down to, you don't get as many passes. Right. right. And he like, caught 90. He caught 90. 90 of them. It's insane. Uh, let's see. What was I going to ask you about? Oh, you just um, missed guys. Those are the ones that I had problems with. Some of them were in. Oh, Bud Dupree was kind of high on here too, I thought. Bud Dupree had a great year last year. Sure he did, but I mean, like, same thing as like Shaq Barrett. 
He had a safe. No, Bud Dupree's been a quality starter for a long time, and now he just—he's always been a really good run player. He just amped up his pass rush last year. Finally got his pass rush going. All right, just missed Austin Eckler. Surprised he's not on there. Brandon Scherf, Matt Judon of the Ravens, Jarvis Landry, DJ Reader, Yannick Ngakwe, Trent Williams, Devin McCourty, Minka Fitzpatrick, Vita Vie, uh, Eddie Jackson, Anthony Harris, Taron Armstead, and uh, oh yeah, uh, Jeffrey Simmons, David Castro, Julian Edelman. Who are you texting about? What was the What was the text like? Were you Did you have him in? No, I thought about putting him in. I can't. I, and I just I couldn't put him in. I I don't think. I don't think Edelman's a top. I think if you put Edelman in, you you feel dumb about it a year from now. Yeah, that's why I didn't put him in. That's the thing. It's like I mean, he had a he caught a hundred balls, but he was the only guy catching anything from. Yeah, him. I couldn't put him in. So like, you see, I mean, is that is is that uh, you think they're going to be bad? You think they're tanking? Yeah, I, I don't think Belichick tanks. Man, if he's smart, he tanks. I mean, maybe. unless he hits gold with Stidham, it's yeah. either one or the other. Either you hit gold with Stidham, and you got another Tom Brady, or you got. Tanking for Trevor. Edelman might have had the best year of his career at age 33. What a weird career. You're weird. I know. Uh, all right. Anything else notable for you from that? Uh, from that like, no, Chris Harris. How do you not put Chris? He's Harris? in. He's on the just missed. He, he didn't play as well last year. I would tell Chris that. And Chris would be the first one to tell me that. He you didn't. Think, how do you think? How good is that Chargers defense going to be? Chargers defense is going to be good. By the way, he's going to play inside of that defense. Yeah, I would assume so, right? Well, they had Desmond King there, remember? And people uh, thought Desmond King was the end-all, be-all at nickel corner, but Chris Harris can play inside from what I hear. Uh, well, that Charger defense could be really good. But they had Linville Joseph. Yeah. They they got a ton of guys who can rush the pass. Joey Bosa, Melvin Ingram. They added um, uh, they, Kenneth they, Murray they, at linebacker. They get they get uh, Derwin James back. Yep. Jenkins played great last year at the other Casey, safety. Casey Hayward. Yeah, they're they're going to be good on defense. Yeah. It's all about the quarterback position. Is Tyrod Taylor any good or would Justin Herbert be any good? If one of those guys is good, they'll be a playoff team. If one of them stinks, they both stink, they're not going to be a playoff team. They both stink to win five games. Devontae yeah. Parker, he almost make it? Almost did. But again, yeah. flash in the pan. We'll see if he can do it again. Did you see him and Michael Thomas beefing on, on Instagram? Yeah, that was funny. Yeah. What, why is he – who started it? Why Why is that happening? I don't know, but those are great to see. I love awesome, those. but like if you're like if you're Devontae Parker, just don't go at Michael Thomas. Like there's right. like you're, you're just not winning that one. Like you're not even in the same strategy. No, no, yeah. they're not. Uh DJ Moore and AJ Brown, two other young uh, uh, Robert Woods also yeah. a ton of good young receivers. There's a ton of receivers in the league. Really passing that's, league. That's what makes it hard too on this list. Like you can't have forty receivers. No, it's it's a passing league. It's tough. All right, you did. Uh, you know what? This this is a much less vitriolic discussion than our uh, than our text today this morning. Well, you were you you uh, were a sneaky little Will Brinson. <laughs> I wish I wish you could read these texts out on, on the. Uh, no, you're not. No, no, we'd be in trouble. No. Can we get, can we get one sample? Can we get a sample of one Will? I think the listeners might like to to hear what was going on in the thread. I have well, one of those texts was your sneaky little. Hmm. Let's see. Hold on. Um, do your own bleeping list and let's see how much you don't know. <laughs> that was to me and Jamie. Uh, see, you know, you know how I always, uh, my, my learn the game thing I send out to people. Brinson's took that and now he's trying to use it back game. against me. It's a list, idiot. However you rank things, you will get stuff wrong and your list is wrong a lot. <laughs> That's Jamie back and Pete. Um, let's see how I see, um, uh, I can't say those. Can't say those. <laughs> it, takes, it takes like 20 minutes to scroll back to this morning. 
Um, Jamie, there's no bigger instigator on the planet than Jamie Eisenberg. No. It is unbelievable. Without question. What he does. And Pete's right. Pete, Pete pointed out to me that Jamie skates on this. He doesn't get, he doesn't catch any crap. He just stirs it up in my direction. Yeah, like we don't care. We don't kill Jamie for going five for 17 in the starts of the week every year. Right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> He'll love that one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I can read this. Um, uh, I, I can't read. They're all, they all have swear words in them. I can't, I can't even get back to this morning on the, um, uh, the but, way you I mean, told I, me. There was one of those, there was one of those ones where I said, told Jamie, where you rank guys based on fantasy. This is reality. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they have an hour long show planned for Wednesday and content and you took something that wasn't yours to fill your show. We are promoting your list. We're not filling my show. You called bleep and cried about us promoting your list. Unbelievable. And, and what uh, did I call you? A, a sneaky little bleep. <laughs> <laughs> sneaky little bleep, 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 bleep. Um, yeah, it's, it's all good. Look, I, on this podcast, I can blame them. I'm going to blame Debo and EK. Ooh, I like it. Stir the pot. See, what you, EK. That's you, EK. Yes, you, EK. He's still listening. The boy in the bubble. <laughs> <laughs> he won't eat mayonnaise. Hates mayonnaise. He, he, you know, he always gets on me about, Having a weird palate, and I have a weird palate. Yeah, but he's—he won't eat mac and cheese. You should mail him some mayonnaise to his house. I should mail him mac and cheese. He won't eat macaroni oh. and cheese. What guy in this in his right mind has never eaten macaroni and cheese? Yeah, if you had Chick Fil A's mac and cheese yet, no, it no. is awesome. And is it? Each, each one of them has like a little like crusted amount of cheese, like fr- like On slightly slightly burnt and like yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's the best. Really? Yeah, go check it out. Yeah, I might go there Sunday and get some. <laughs> All right. Uh, coming up tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's good. The, uh, this, uh, my Robbie wanted Chick-fil-A on Sunday. It was like, it's closed. Amazing. But why? I'm like, well, there's this whole thing with Jesus. And unless it's in the state, if they close them in the stadium in Atlanta too, I think. Yeah. 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 They only, uh, they open it for like one random Sunday. I can't remember what it was. Darren Ravel tweeted about it, I'm sure. I'll, uh, I'll drive by there like on a Sunday and I go, I'll say to my wife, I go, eh, want some Chick-fil-A? <laughs> nah, can't get it. <laughs> it's the, the worst is cause you're like hungover on Sunday and you're like, oh my God, all I need is a chicken biscuit or a chicken sandwich. No dice. Pete, I'd be uh, curious to know what you think about this. I don't know if you've heard this before, but one of the super friends, John Breach, will get Chick-fil-A on Saturday and then warm it up on Sunday in the microwave. I ain't playing that game with chicken. It's disgusting. That's gross. He That's buys patented he buys, move. He buys two sandwiches on a Saturday, eats one, and then saves the next one in his fridge and reheats it during football on Sunday. No, that's gross. Go to Popeye's and get a sandwich the next day. Wendy's. Wendy's has great spicy chicken. Yeah, I mean, look, they're all the same to me. Yeah, but it's not the same as been sitting in a... They're all the same, except you can go through a drive-thru on Sunday and come off. Yeah, unless one is fresh on Sunday. I'll tell you one thing about Chick-fil-A. They know how to get them in and get them out, though. It's crazy, dude. If, if if everything ran as smoothly as Chick-fil-A does in terms of their drive-through, it'd be amazing. If you you get one of those franchises, you are printing money. But there's always a line. There's always a line. You got but they know how to handle it. They know how to handle it because they bring out the people to take your card so you don't have to stand there and stutter while you get to the drive-through. You, like you, you can do it on the app, too. They have an that's awesome app. That's way too advanced for me. 
Yeah, probably so. All right, coming up tomorrow, the uh, Super Friends will break down Pete Prisco's list even further. Uh, you can watch Pete on CBS Sports HQ multiple times each and every week until he goes on vacation, uh, which will happen at some point. And, um, next week. Next uh, week. So get your yeah. HQ in. CBS Sports HQ on your app phone. And Please send me a box of um, chicken nuggets from Wendy's. I mean, from uh, Chick-fil-A. Those chicken nuggets are good. They're delicious. Go get the chicken nuggets and the mac and cheese. It's, it's, uh, I will. I might, you might make me go get that right now. As a matter yeah, I kind of want it too. All right, <laughs> Talk to you later, buddy. See ya. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.